solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Monday's episode of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talking news podcast. I am one half of the Locked On Texans host, John Some Sports Guy Hickman. Before we hop into the Texans, which is why I know you guys are here, I want to let you guys know about Peacock and Williamson podcast. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news, insight on every team, game, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. A very important Monday show. Why? Saturday is preseason, so we got a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and dive in. Cody Davis, welcome to the show. Let's talk about the Houston Texans. And, John, as you alluded to, Saturday is the very first preseason game for your Houston Texans. So on today's show, John and I are going to discuss a handful of players who need the most time in order to improve their chances of making this 53-man roster as we head closer to the 2021 season. And then we're going to close out this latest installment of Locked On Texans. Look, last week I talked about David Culley not being a fiery coach, not being a guy who seemed like he was coaching to. I got to admit, ladies and gentlemen, I need to apologize and say David Culley was very animated and very fired up during training camp on Saturday, which was their team scrimmage. And like I mentioned, David Culley showed a different side to not only me, but to everyone who was in attendance on Saturday. But speaking of Saturday's team scrimmage, that is where we're going to kick off this Monday installment of Locked On Texans with a couple takeaways from that game. And John and listeners, there was some good, there was some bad, and there were some things that might be a little bit concerning as we head closer to this preseason game. I do want to mention, as we all know, if the Texans are a decent team in 2021, we're going to see some ugly football. We're not going to see the flashy performance that have the Texans top 10 on Sports Center, but it's going to be enough to reel off, like I mentioned, like I'm projecting, a good four to five wins for this upcoming season. And some of the takeaways that I do want to point out from Saturday scrimmage, Jacob Martin, once again, he is proving that he is going to excel with him making that switch from a linebacker to a defensive end. On Saturday, he had an opportunity to get not one, but two sacks. Yes, they were against Charlie Heck, and yes, they both was on Jeff Driscoll, but he had an opportunity to get a sack on Saturday. He looked really good. As I mentioned, for him switching over to a linebacker to a defensive end, He's going to have an opportunity to use his speed getting off the line of scrimmage in order to cause some major disruption in the backfield for the opposing team. Sticking with the defense, not only did Jacob Martin get an opportunity to get a sack, but John, your boy, your Houstonian, Ross Blacklock actually ran up the middle and got a sack on Tyrod Taylor during Saturday's scrimmage. And when I take a look at the improvements from Jacob Martin and Ross Blacklock, along with what we know we're going to get from Malik Collins, Charles Aminhu, and Shaq Lawson, this is going to be a defensive line by committee. 
we do not have the star defensive end like we had in Houston over the past 10 years in J.J. Watt. But these guys, you put them out on the field from the pass rush to their run defense is going to be extremely better in 2021. Sticking on the defensive side of the ball, the Texans defense did record two interceptions on Saturday. Of course, both of those was coming by Jeff Driscoll. Man, I hate to say it, but it seems like Jeff Driscoll has actually surpassed Davis Mills in the depth chart. I know that is not what we want to hear as we head closer to this first preseason game, but Saturday was the second day in a row that I noticed Jeff Driscoll getting second team reps over Davis Mills. Flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, speaking of the quarterback, this tight end core is going to be extremely good. Going into this upcoming season, I don't think unless there's an injury involved, I do not believe that we're going to see Brevin Jordan as much. And that's only because Farrell Brown and Jordan Akins, those two players were the two biggest stars on that offensive side of the ball. They both recorded one touchdown each, and it appears that Tyrod Taylor is going to use his tight end the most in this passing game. You know, that's very interesting, you know, talking about the tight end group. You know, I've kind of flirted around on Twitter about the possibility of trading Akins because you already pretty much know what you have out of them. And right now, Farrell Brown has been the best tight end for Houston in this training camp since pass was put on. Uh, what um, I will I say, think... what I will say to that point, I'm sorry to cut you off. The only reason why Pharaoh Brown would get, in my opinion, would get the nod over Akins is because he's a much exceptional blocker than Akins. Absolutely, and yes, that absolutely. is where. And this is why I say I think you know them. the difference. You know what you're going to get out of Akins, and you know what he can bring. You know, we saw what he can bring with Watson, and I think you you drafted Brevin Jordan for a reason. But to your point. I was going to get at it. Farrell Brown is clearly the best blocking tight end on this roster. And I'll say this. I think Houston will run a lot of 12-man, two tight end sets this year. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you you know, like you said, by, by committee in, in a sense, where I wouldn't be surprised where we're seeing Brown and, and Akins on the field at one time or Brown and, and Jordan on the field at one time and that – wild card of what are they going to do with Kelly Warren? So, you know, there's a lot of great things that came out of that scrimmage. Lonnie Johnson got his hand on the pass. To, like you said, it was by Jeff Driscoll. And uh, kind, of, kind of hint at what I'm going to talk about, what we're going to talk about in a little bit. But the defense looked electric. They looked fast out there. They looked rejuvenated. Shaq Lawson also had a very good day at that scrimmage as well. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to see much more of Roy Lopez because from what I'm hearing and seeing, he's also killing it in training camp right now. And it didn't stop Saturday when they had an opportunity to really get after one another. What I like the most about that scrimmage on Saturday, which alluding to what we're going to talk about later in the show is Cully was coaching. And that the happy-go-lucky, nice guy, let me buy you an ice cream type of, you know, has every positive adjective in the book. That wasn't going on too much on Saturday, man. Guys was, was getting yanked out. Guys were getting, you know, coached at. Real, some real coaching, too, not just talking nice. And that's what I like the most about it, from what I was hearing and what I saw coming out of training camp. 
in his post-game interview talking about what he does and does not like. So those are some of the things overall that really got me excited about Saturday. Not necessarily for the regular season, because, I mean, I, I think I got to see some Texas football first. Once I see that red, white, and blue hit the field this Saturday against Wisconsin, I'm sorry, Green Bay, then, you know, reality to really set in. But there is one aspect that we really have to discuss about this roster heading into Saturday and heading out of Saturday. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. You don't really stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is daily fantasy sports book the way it's meant to be, one-on-one. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Stathero.com slash locked on. Welcome back, and thank you for sticking around. So Saturday's coming up. Important day, right? Not only is Saturday important, August 17th is important. Why? That's the first round of cuts that can be made. The roster has to go from 90 to 85. Texans have two weeks to drop the roster from 90 to 53. We're roughly about two to two and a half, three weeks to drop that roster from 90 to 53. And also have five players that I think can be in the first round of cuts. But coming into Saturday's game, going into Saturday's game, rather, I think there are players who really need more playing time than others in order to give this coaching staff the opportunity to see whether or not they're worth keeping around and and in what capacity. Like you can keep a receiver around, but you may mainly use him for special teams or, you know, some kickoff duties. You may leave a corner or a safety around, but again, you may leave him for some special team duties. But I look at this roster right now. I'm going to go ahead and say Jeff Driscoll to start it off, man, because, Cody, as you mentioned, two interceptions on Saturday, you know, a bevy of interceptions last week total. Jeff Driscoll does not look good whatsoever. And Houston is in a pickle. You know, you mentioned how they moved him up to the second team, which means Davis Mills is third team. Mills should be getting those second team reps. Agree. and and. For Jeff Driscoll, who's been a pro in the league for a couple of years now, for him to get that, that concerns me. Because if he's getting the second team reps and he's looking as bad as he has, it really concerns me of, you know, if something happens, will Houston be screwed at quarterback, right? And, and I mentioned last week how there are quarterbacks that Houston can go out and look, look at. RG3 actually was on their list, but he just signed a broadcasting deal. Shout out to him. Also, Isaiah Kohler. He's another guy that I feel like, you know, he's had a good camp, right? 
He's going out there and making plays, but for him to not have anything on his resume from the previous year, did not have a preseason, went to a small college in Rhode Island, put up good numbers, but that's only going to get you so far. It gets you drafted. Now that you're drafted, you got to play and do something in the league, and he just hasn't done that. Uh, he hasn't had any, oh, my gosh, Coulter can be dynamic in this role for this team moment during training camp. So he's going to need extended time. I think Shaheem Carter and John Reed are also two players in that defensive back unit, especially John Reed, because he looked bad last week at time. And Shaheem Carter is another guy that, you know, he was actually about to go get ready to go coach with Nick Saban. He was getting ready to go be on their coaching staff. You know, remember that? He was an assistant. So he was getting ready to prepare himself to go into the coaching uh, coaching side of football. Those two, those two DBs need a very good amount of time so Houston can evaluate whether one of them are, you know, good enough to keep around for special teams. And I think that will be that role for whichever player is chosen to be more so of a special teams guy. And also, you know, talked about him last week as well. Chris Moore is another guy on this receiving depth chart that I think needs a lot of time on Saturday coming up to see if he's even worth keeping around at all. And that's the number one guy that I'm looking at. I'm looking at Chris Moore. And, you know, going back to, I believe it was last Friday, as you just mentioned, we talked about Chris Moore. He was actually one of the guys that I highlighted for a player who is putting together a really great training camp, but I'm not too sure he's going to be able to make this roster. And when I take a look at this wide receiving core, they, as of right now, they have 11 guys at this position. And when I take a look at Chris Moore, John, I hate to say it, even though he has put together a really good camp, it's going to be extremely important for him to get the most snaps, not just for Saturday's game, for throughout these three preseasons game. He is the one guy who is coming in at a disadvantage because let's face it, the Texans are going to cut this wide receiver room down to about a good six or seven at the start of the 2021 season. And as we see here on August 9, 2021, five out of the seven roster spots at wide receiver are already filled when you take a look at Brandon Cooks, Anthony Miller, Chris Conley, Nico Collins, and Andre Roberts. That only leaves two up for grabs. And when I take a look at Christian Moore, along with Alex Erickson, another guy who has put together a really good training camp, and the talents from Kiki QT, that kind of leaves Moore as the odd man out. The only advantage that he has over Erickson and QT is the fact that he already has a relationship with multiple guys here on his coaching staff. But when it all boils down to it, I don't think his relationship with David Culley is going to be able to keep him around over the talents of Kiki QT and another guy who has put together a really good training camp in Alex Erickson. And another thing Erickson gives you, he's also a punt returner. You know, his five years in Cincy uh, had over 800 return yards, kick return yards twice. One of those years resulted in him uh, having over 1,000 yards and kick return. So, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that we can keep him around or whenever we need to switch him out between Roberts and maybe QT, who I believe will be playing some special teams. If he makes his roster, then he's valuable to us. Chris Moore is just a guy that you don't know how valuable he is to this team. And to your point, doesn't matter your relationship with Coach Cully. Coach Cully at least has one in the chamber he has to use that you're my guy with Mark Ingram. <laughs> but, you know, 
you're not going to get that much love because Houston is serious about winning games. You got you to ask yourself, will he be a difference maker in any of those games that they need to have won? And so the question is, August 17th, first round of cuts, I think all five of those players that we named can be cut. And Houston desperately needs to keep their eye out on the QB market because Jeff Driscoll, listen, man, if he's ever your option to win a game, fans might leave the stadium early because they already know how it's going to go down. Let me tell you guys how it goes down every day for lunch. I make a salad. I drink some juice. But I also, for my snack, I love a good Bill Bar. Nine delicious flavors. You can choose between coconut, coconut almond, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel. There is something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bill Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 grams protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar and net carbs. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. And take that money you're going to save using that discount code. Take that money that you're saving and use BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing. NFL is right around the corner. And the NBA and basketball never rest, baby. Get all the latest odds, news, and info for your sporting needs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet Online is your online sportsbook expert. Welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen. Before we close out this Monday installment of Locked On Texans, John, I, I kind of want to revisit a topic and actually give my apologies. Last week, I was analyzing David Cully as a head coach, and I said I did not like what I saw. I did not see him coaching. I said Tim Kelly, Lovey Smith, James Campen, Pep Hamilton, Robert Prince, all of his, his entire coaching staff was doing more coaching than him. He wasn't animated and he just did not give me the vibe of a guy who is going to be the head coach of an NFL team. Ladies and gentlemen and John, I actually want to apologize to David Cully and, and, and truly say I am sorry because the intensity of practice on Saturday because it was a team scrimmage was higher than what we have seen the previous nine days. And as a matter of fact, I do want to mention Charles Aminihu and Justin Britt did get into a little fight after Aminihu knocked Tyrod Taylor down to the ground. But <laughs> David Cully, from the opening kickoff to the very end, matter of fact, all the way until he finished his press conference, David Cully was on 10. <laughs> he was animated, he was feisty, and I loved it because that is what I want to see from a head coach. And the number one thing that ticked him off the most was the number of pre-snap penalties that the Texans committed during Saturday's scrimmage, especially the one Laramie Tunsil committed due to a false start. You know, it's good to see David Cully like that. Uh, we've all had our reservations about him. We've all had our own idea and thought about who we believed he may be as a head coach, but to see him light a fire under a player's ass like that 
after going through the steps of training camps before you put on pads, trying to get down some of the small things with X's and O's. And, you know, Kelly talked about that a lot when they were just in T-shirts. He talked about it a lot. We're just still trying to learn. We're still trying to get things fixed. So when the pads get brought on after a couple of days and you scrimmage, that is where you are expecting your players to have those penalties cleaned up a little bit. And Cully has seen the good and bad in his league, in his time of the league, in terms of having been a part of teams that have been top of the league in penalties and bottom half of the league in penalties. His time at Kansas City, Kansas City was one of the worst penalized team teams in the league. The 2017 Bills, they were the 10th best team in the league in penalties called that year with only 98, you know. Then 2019, when teams had training camp and preseason, the Ravens were a middle-of-the-pack team but only had 13 false starts called on them. So he's seen how good an offense can be when they're not held back by penalties. And he mentioned it in his press conference, his, his, post, his post-game press. You know, having your team in a position where you're third and four, third and three, is always going to be better than third and seven, third and eight. And those small penalties can kill you. And what I liked about that the most, he is a coach that comes off to me as an attention to detail kind of guy. Listen, we're not going to have that many opportunities because we don't have the same guy at quarterback. So the opportunities that we would have had previously to win games or go down there and score drives, it may not be the same. So I need you guys to buy in right now and understand that whenever we on a roll, we cannot have these small things hold us back. And honestly, like I said, for him to be totally out of the character we've known him to be in, yo, I cannot wait to Saturday. I can't wait. Like when they when they have this game, the broadcasting booth, the broadcasting team has to do a, they, they got to catch him on the sidelines doing bad plays. They got to catch him when he's out there coaching. That's going to really tell us, you know, what he can bring to this table. Because for the longest, we were asking that question. What does he really bring outside of having the ability to lean on the rest of his coaching staff? And now, small sample, small sample size we got. I got to see him in this mode. I can't wait to be out there. Uh, We're recording this on Sunday for Monday show. I can't wait to be out there on Monday for training camp. Cody and I will be out there. So that's going to be fun. I just want to see how he interacts when things go wrong. So we'll be prepared to see how he interacts when things go good. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans. And go on to Facebook, like us on Facebook as well. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. And as always, I'm your host, mm-hmm. Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C O T Y. D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.